Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for your amazing grace in our life. I thank you for everything that you have provided for life and ministry. I pray that today devotion will be edifying to all of us. Speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, recently I have a and issues in my house. So I took care of it by using some end baits. And the end baits have two in main ingredients. First, it's uh, honey. Second is poison. The honey is to attract the ant. The poison is to kill the ant. Um, however, the poison does not kill the ant immediately. It kill it, kill them slowly, uh, so that they can go back to their nest colony, and inf- and and bring the poison to the other ants and kill the entire colony. So this is a little bit similar to what Satan is doing to man through the world. Uh, Satan is tempting man. Uh, including Christians, uh, through this world system. Uh, today, uh, I'm going to share a devotion through First uh, John chapter two. If you have your Bible, you can open up to First John chapter two, verse fifteen to seventeen. I'm going to read it for us. First John chapter two, verse fifteen to seventeen. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride in possessions, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. I'm going to share three things on this of this passage. One is, I think it's very clear that God wants us to choose the world or Him Himself. There is no middle ground. You cannot just have one leg in the world and one leg in the kingdom of God. You, we cannot love the world and the God at the same time. Looks like human is not has no capacity to love God and the world at the same time. We must choose one or the other. It seems like God, our Father, desire faithfulness of His children to Him and Him only. Now picture this, brothers. Uh, if let's picture a teenage child, he spent his entire day in video games. He lived in the video game world. At the end of the day, he is so tired and he is still in the video game world even though he is not playing it anymore and he's, he has no desire to spend any time at all with his dad. That is kind of what the world does to human being. The world entices human being so that it robs our love from uh, 
for God the Father. I would like us to ask our ourselves, you know, this uh, ask us ourselves as far as how we spend our day, our time, our week, our month, our year. Are we indulging ourselves in some worldly pursuit uh, that is slowly robbing our love for the Father? We don't really know it, but slowly and slowly is robbing our love to God. That is my first point that I can cleanse from this scripture. We must choose the world or the Father. Second point that I cleanse from here is, seems like John is telling us what the world is. What is the world that we are talking about here? I want to do a real quick survey of the New Testament about the, what the world is. Uh, Jesus said in John chapter 14, he says that um, verse 30 in John chapter 14, I will no longer walk much, uh, sorry, talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me. The ruler that Jesus was talking about was Satan. So uh, Satan is the ruler of this world. And Paul said in Romans 12, chapter 2, he says, do not conform to this world. Now Christians don't, Follow this, the patterns of this world is, is not a good thing. And James said something that is truly uh, severe. James in chapter 4, verse 4, he says, You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an, an enemy of God. Wow, that is a very severe warning. So, all of the scriptures tells us the world is not a place that, uh, or a system that we want to um, be, be close to. Jesus told us that we are, we live in this world, but we are not of this world. We belong to another world, the world of the kingdom of God. And uh, John says in, in, in this passage here that we are looking at today, he tells us three things about this world, the things that are in this world. He says the first thing is the desire of the flesh. Um, I think the desire of the flesh, he is talking about the desire of our physical pleasure. We desire physical pleasure and we allow legitimate means to fulfill this desire. That is the desire of the world. Uh, the, sorry, the desire of the flesh. Now it could be alcohol or food or video games or sex, sexual immorality or anything that robs us from loving God the Father. It could be different things for different people. We have different things that, that, uh, that, <clears throat> that entices our flesh. And then John said the second thing is the desires of the eyes. The desire of the eyes, I think, is uh, desires that satisfy the lust of our eyes. Um, I, the most, I think, common um, um, <clears throat> temptation for modern Christians are movies. Men and often Christians indulge in, in movies that rob the love of God from us. Think about all the violent sexual scenes and 
curse of the name of God and all different evil thought and Christians laugh at those things and enjoy and uh, enjoy and indulge in those uh, movies. Now, I'm not saying more movies are bad. Um, we have different uh, threshold and different things affect different people. But I think um, a lot of Christians spend a lot more time than we should probably spend uh, in movies that have no values to our growth. In fact, a lot of the movies are really uh, dragging our spiritual, um, uh, our spiritual condition uh, down. And then John said the third thing is the pride of possession. And I like the message, um, how the message translated this. He says, the message says, wanting to appear important uh, to show off. The New Living Translation says, pride in our achievements and possessions. Big cars, big homes, um, boats, whatever, that um, like achievement in social status, um, human take pride in those things uh, to a point where those pride rob our love to our, our Father. So third point, the last point of this uh, devotion is why bother? Why bother? I thought uh, we are saved by faith through grace. Why bother loving God? Or why, I mean, can't I just enjoy this world that while I'm still living in this world? Um, well, a few points that I can glance from this passage one is the things in this world is not from God. He says that in verse 16. He says that all this desires of the flesh and the eyes and the pride of possessions is not from God. It's from this world. Um, this world, just now we read in John 14, uh, is ruled by the enemy of God, Satan. In fact, in the same book, 1 John chapter 5, you flip few chapters later it says that in verse uh, chapter 5 verse 19 we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one so that's the reason why bother because this world is ruled by the enemy of God the evil ones Satan do you want to uh, be part of that uh, or do you want to be part of the kingdom of God so uh, that is why we should not love the world second reason why we should not love the world because this world that we know of and all the desires that is against a God that entice people away from God is going to pass away everything that we we know and we have is going to pass away. The, anything that is uh, not of real, the will of God will not stay at the end. Um, that's what John says in verse 17. He says that in the end, and the world is passing away along with all his desire. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So this world is temporal. 
Um, but we as humans have the tendency to live uh, with our eyesight. We, we grab hold of things that we can see, the loss of the eyes. Things that we cannot see, the kingdom of God, the spiritual reign, eternity. I mean, we, we cannot see those things. God, uh, but God desires us to look up. Think about spiritual things. Think about eternity. Plan our life with eternity in mind. I think that's what God, I mean, John is wanting the reader to, to, to think about. How do we plan our life? Are we planning our life short-sightedly with uh, only things that we can possess or see right now on this earth? Or are we, are we planning our life and structuring our life uh, with eternity in mind? Um, now, John started this passage by saying that do not love the world. That is the negative command. And then he says, love because it love, it robs us from the love of God. If you love the world, the love of God is not in him. So, obviously, Christians are supposed to love God. Christ commands us to love God with all our hearts, our soul, our strength, our mind. Now, how do we love, know that we love God or how do we know our love to God is increasing over time? I think um, John is saying that in verse 17, those who love God, not just love by his mouth. Those who love God has the desire to, be, to obey God, to be obedient to God's will. Because John said, whoever does the will of God, does the will of God. Do the will of God. Loving God is not uh, only what we say with our mouth or what, how loud we sing on Sunday church service, but it's a lifestyle. Um, just imagine if God said, I love you, you know, I love the world, I love you, but he never really act anything. He never really sent Jesus to, to, on this earth to save us. That is not true love. True love demands action um, if I tell my wife I love her I love her but I really really don't do anything for her that is not really true love um, so true love demand action in in the case of God demand obedience to his will um, open up the Bible there are many commands of God uh, to his people in this episode first John just a few verses earlier he says um, love your brothers. Those who love your brothers, you are living in light. You know, commands like that. Um, so how do we know we love God? And we increasingly love God more while we look at our life and see whether our lifestyle is matching with uh, the will of God that is revealed in His Word. Um, now, um, it says here, I, I struggle a little bit here when I read verse 17. It says, whoever does the will of God abides forever. I think it abides forever means he will have eternal life forever. Now, um, we as Christians know that we are saved by grace, right? We are not saved by work or obedience. We are saved purely by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, that's what the scripture tells us. But also the scripture tells us that true faith produces love to God. You cannot have faith without love of God. And true love produces obedience. 
without obedience, there's no love. So I believe that um, God, John is saying that uh, if you are truly the child of God, if you truly love God, you will grow in your obedience to God. Uh, you won't love the world. I mean, sometimes we fall. Sometimes we will be enticed uh, and, and, and uh, indulge in certain things. But over time, in our lifetime, we should be growing slowly uh, in our obedience to God, the Father. Um, I want to uh, mention one quote uh, from a famous missionary. He was a cricket player in, in England in the 19th 18th century, 19th century, city stopped. Uh, he said, famous quote, only one life, it will soon pass. Only what is done for Christ will last. He quit his cricket life, uh, went, became a missionary to, to China and then India and Africa. Um, so yeah, only one life. We ought to live our life uh, to please God, to love God. I want to conclude with this. Uh, Satan is using the world to lure, to lure the desire of our flesh, the desire of our eyes, and the pride in possessions. Uh, are we living like, like, like the ants, you know, eating the bait slowly, uh, not knowing there's poison in there? And it could destroy the life. Are we indulging in video games or movies or a different thing that is slowly eating our spiritual life bit by bit? Is there, is there any habits or priority now in your life that needed to be changed so that you love the world less and less over time and love God more and more over time? So, imagine, what are the chances of the ants in my house to survive from my baits? They have zero chance. I have seen the results. The baits are really good that kill the ants. Now, imagine this. If a man became an ant and went to the ant colony and told them, Hey, ants, those baits... Although that tastes sweet, they have poison. Don't eat them. Well, the ants will know to avoid those baits. Now, God sent his son to die for us. He came, became flesh, died for us. And he sent his word reserved in the Bible for us to warn us. Warn us not to love the world. Do not love the world. And he sent the Holy Spirit to live in us. So with our own strength, there's no way we can have victory over Satan. But if we put our trust in Christ, we will surely have victorious life and enjoy eternity with God. And I think that's what uh, John has in mind when he said this, do not love the world. When he conclude his epistle in uh, chapter 5 verse uh, sorry chapter 4 sorry chapter 5 verse 5 he says who 
is it that overcome the world? Who overcome the world? Chapter 5, verse 5, except those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. By the grace of God, we can trust Christ and have victorious life. So brothers, let's encourage each other. Do not love the world. Love the Lord more and uh, enjoy this victorious life that we have from now to eternity. Let me pray, and then we can have some more fellowship. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your warning and your encouragement. And thank you for giving us this uh, abundance life in Christ. And help us to look into our life, to look at things that are robbing our love of you. Help us to change, to um, reset our priority. Uh, thank you for your work that you will be doing in our life. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you.